What's going on guys? Thank you for tuning in to the Chris Morgan Fitness Podcast, where we talk all about your training, nutrition, and mindset goals. If you want tips on how to build muscle, lose body fat, and have a more positive and self-aware mindset, you've come to the right place. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed the episode. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to the Chris Morgan Fitness Podcast. Today on the show, we're going to be talking all about nutrition. This is going to be focused on how to lose body fat and how to build muscle. So the plan for this episode is I'm going to split it down into two sections. The first section is going to be focusing on how to lose body fat, and the second section is going to be focused on how to build muscle. Because ideally, when it comes to the general population, I normally suggest cutting down to a decent level of body fat before you start trying to bulk up and trying to build that muscle just because when you do build the muscle, when you're a lot leaner, it's going to come through and show a lot better. So first, we're going to focus on how to lose body fat. So when it comes to losing body fat, I normally recommend people to not focus on looking at the scales. This seems a bit strange because when it comes to losing weight, a lot of people focus on the scales because it's a measurable, um, it's something that you can measure so you can look at how your body is decreasing in weight. However, when it comes to dieting, it doesn't always work like that. When you first start losing weight, a lot of the weight you'll be losing will actually be from water. It might seem that you're actually losing a lot of weight. However, it's just the water that you're losing right at the start. So it can it can make people seem like they're going to be losing weight at a very fast rate and continue to be like that. However, they'll notice after maybe a week or two that the weight will start to um, plateau a bit more and not be decreasing as much. And that's, that's completely normal. People are put off by that, but that is a normal process. It's just the water being removed from the body, the excess water that you have stored up. So let's look on how to lose body fat. When it comes to losing body fat, you need to be in a caloric deficit. So this basically just means you're eating less calories than you're burning. Now, first of all, you have to work out how many calories are you burning in a day. And this is different based on your body weight, based on your height, your age. And it's also relative to what activity level you're currently doing. So if you're a very active person, say like a builder who's constantly moving, your activity level is going to be very different to someone who's an office worker who's sitting down most of the day. So basically it's your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate, is when you are, say if you were to lie down all day and not move, that's how many calories you'd burn in the day. And then what you do is you get your activity level, which is normally a number that's given to you based on how active you are, and you times your BMR by your activity level. That activity level number can be anything based on how active you are. So it does have a scale from sedentary to a very active person. So that's going to provide you with a number that's going to give you round about how many calories you're going to be burning in the day. I wouldn't take that for its exact number though, because at the end of the day, it is just an estimate of what sort of calories you're going to be burning in total throughout the day. Ideally, when it comes to working out how many calories you will be wor- you will be burning in the day, it's going to come to trial and error. So you're going to have to give it a go with the number that you've been given from that equation. Give that a go and see if you're putting on any weight or losing any weight. And then basically just adjust it from there. So maybe add 100 calories or decrease 100 calories based on if you're gaining or losing weight. And that's going to give you an idea of what your maintenance calories are going to be. So once you've got your maintenance calories, that's basically how many calories you can have in a day without gaining or losing any fat or any weight in general. Once you've got that, I would take off 200 to 300 calories if you're trying to lose fat. The reason for this is it's enough of a caloric deficit that you're going to be burning enough 
fat and in the time span that you've, you've realistically given yourself. So it's normally about four to 12 weeks. It can range based on how much body fat you want to lose in a certain period of time. But it's not too much of a caloric deficit that's going to make your hormones uh, fluctuate and it's not going to make you super hungry and end up binging. That can only happen with these sort of juice diets that you see people going on. And that's all. That's the problem with a lot of these diets, these juice diets and bar diets, is one, they're not providing enough nutritious value for you anyway. And two, they're putting you in such a low caloric deficit that you can really struggle, it can really mess up your system. So now you've got your maintenance calories and you can work out how many calories you need to be having to be in a caloric deficit because this is what's going to be putting you in that fat loss zone. Now need to be looking at how you can stay consistent with that because a lot of people know how to lose weight, they just can't stick to it. And that all comes down really to putting in things in place that's going to stop you from cheating on your diet and it's going to help you to keep sticking to that um, amount of calories that you've given yourself. Now, when it comes to stopping yourself from cheating on your diet, there's quite a few easy ways you can go about this that a lot of people just don't follow. One of them would be just get rid of all the junk food in your house that you know you're going to have. This is the thing with people is that we have a limited amount of willpower. You can stop yourself from eating the chocolate bar that's in your cupboard all evening and then it'll get past eight or nine o'clock and you'll just get to the point where you've been trying to avoid it so much that you will literally just go and binge and eat five or six chocolate bars instead of eating the one anyway. That's just my tip for avoiding um, going completely over your calories. At the end of the day, if you put in things to make sure that you're constantly sticking to your diet, you're going to see progress pretty clearly. Um, it does take a while to happen, but if you give it time and you stay consistent, it will show through. The next thing to focus on when it comes to losing body fat is what sort of foods are you eating. This is really important because a lot of people think that they only have to eat clean foods and that's the only way you can lose body fat. That's not the case at all. That's why there's so many diets out there and so many people preaching about which diet's the best one to do. At the end of the day, the best diet to do is the one that you can actually stick to. So if you found a diet that works really well for you and your body type um, and everything in the diet it works well for your digestive system, then I would say just to double down on that because as long as you're staying consistent with it and you're in a caloric deficit, you are going to lose body fat. That being said, there are certain foods that are going to definitely optimize your gym training and improve your gym recovery. This would be vegetables. Vegetables are great for building muscle. And that seems a bit strange because they haven't got a very high protein in them. But what vegetables do do is provide you with micronutrients that are going to support your gym training and help with your central nervous system recovery. Um, and this is going to be important for building muscle when you're sleeping and resting. On top of this, I'd recommend foods that are very high in protein not just for the um, benefits of building more muscle because of the high protein, but also the fact that high protein foods are normally decent with the calories and very filling. Um, the actual protein molecule is very saturated when you eat it in, in large quantities. This high protein diet is what's going to be helping you the most with losing fat. The reason for this is the higher protein diet that you have will support your muscle gaining. And even though your goals might not be to actually put on muscle mass, the reason why this is helpful is when you're working out and you're doing your cardio, the muscles that are being used are what's causing that fat loss to happen. So if you've got more muscles, it's going to end up with more fat loss for the cardio that you're doing. But when it comes to the overall general diet, I would suggest a more clean food approach. The reason for this is not just because there's certain categories where there's clean and unhealthy foods, because you can eat unhealthy foods and still lose weight. 
But the benefits of eating these clean, non-processed foods is they're going to give you so much energy for the amount of food you're actually having. Say if you were to have like a burger, the energy release that you'd get from that would be nowhere near the quality if you were to have, say, chicken and rice. That clean meal is going to provide you with a lot more energy than the burger would. And then you can go out to your gym sessions and you can perform a lot better with them clean foods in your system, providing you with that energy. And therefore, you're going to burn more calories and put more muscle on. Now let's switch over to the muscle gaining portion of this episode. So this is going to be after you've done your cut or your diet fat loss zone, what you're going to do is you're now going to focus on putting on lean muscle mass. The reason for this is when you put on this lean muscle mass after this cutting stage, it's going to come through and show a lot better and you're going to look a lot bigger than if you were to have kept the body fat and started this lean gaining phase anyway. When it comes to putting on muscle, I would recommend having a slight caloric surplus. So this means eating 200 to 300 calories above that maintenance calories that you'd worked out earlier in the episode. The reason for this is it's quite similar to the fat loss. It's, you're going to be putting on a little bit of muscle because of this surplus, but not it's not too large of a surplus. You're going to be putting on a lot of body fat along with this. You're going to stay lean. And that's the goal, really. You don't want to be like the classic bodybuilding motto where you get really lean for summer when your shirt's off and you're really shredded. And then when it comes to summer, you put on loads of fat and then you have to burn it all off again. Because the reason why that's so bad is it's, it wouldn't be too bad because I can understand why you would want to be lean when you're taking shirt off and don't really care about being lean when it's off, uh, when the shirt's back on, sorry. But the problem with this is it can lead to creating bad food habits that when you come to cut again, it's a lot harder than it was the last time. On top of this, if you put on a lot of extra weight during the sort of the winter time, it makes it that much more difficult in the summer to then cut down. Whilst if you stay relatively lean during that sort of lean bulking phase, it means when you come back to being lean for the summer, you'll be able to cut that fat loss a lot quicker. So now that you've got your uh, caloric surplus to help you build muscle, you need to look at how to train to fully optimize building muscle. Now this means training for hypertrophy, which is basically just a fancy way of saying you're training to build muscle mass. This doesn't mean that you're training for strength or say a powerlifting meter or crossfit meet. So ideally we're gonna be looking at that eight to 12 rep range. That means on all your sets, you're gonna be doing about three to four sets and you wanna be getting eight to 12 reps per set. The reason for this is the eight to 12 rep range causes enough tension on the muscles to create that hypertrophy. But when you do strength training and things like that, that can normally be down to sort of three to five reps, which doesn't quite put much tension on the muscles, but it's great for strength training and improving your strength. So you've made sure that your training is in place. You've got the right rep ranges and you've got the right diet to eat to make sure that you're putting on muscle. The next thing you really need to focus on is consistency. So this is when it comes down to the fact that people think that they can gain muscle super fast in a really short window of time, but it doesn't happen like that. The only way that that happens is normally when they've used anabolic steroids. When it comes to putting on natural body weight, uh, natural muscle mass, it takes a lot longer than that to start to see these noticeable differences. Having said that, there is such a thing as a noob game period, which is the sort of bro term that's been attached to this idea of in the first year of your training, when you're completely fresh to it, you're going to be a lot quicker at building muscle than someone who's been doing it for a couple of years. And the reason for that is your body's just not used to the, the muscle tension and the resistance that's being placed on the muscle and therefore reacts very fast to it. After a while, when you've been training for a year or two, you put on quite a lot of muscle in that first year, but then you start to plateau slightly. You'll still put on weight at a relatively decent level, but it's not going to be anywhere near as fast as that first year. 
which is why so many people encourage you to really nail your, your training program, your nutrition, and your um, focus on that first year because that's going, to get, that's going to be when you make your most gains. But when it comes to most people who've been training for longer than a year, you're going to be looking at about one to two pounds of muscle building every month. Now, that doesn't seem like a lot, but this is when it comes back to that idea of if you're lean already, even just an extra one to two pounds on your frame is going to make you look so much bigger than before. So don't rush the process. Make sure that you're tracking all your, your macros and your calories that you have and to make sure that you definitely are in that surplus. I wouldn't get obsessive with it though. I'd make sure that you're tracking the foods that you're eating to see what sort of calories you're taking in. And then once you've done that, if you're eating the same sort of foods every week in and week out, you'll get an idea, a, a relative idea of how many calories you're going to be consuming in a daily basis. And then you can sort of wing it from there. I wouldn't recommend people to track calories every single day down to the like the smallest macronutrient coming from your vegetables because the thing with the problem with that is that you can become quite obsessed with this and i know from first-hand experience i used to track all of my foods to the absolute t from where when i was adding like a maybe like a, a squirt of ketchup on and that would be like tracked my macros and it developed a really bad food habit and it took me a long time to get out of that sort of zone of thinking um, and that's what I don't want people to do. So track your macros for the first week. Make sure you know what sort of calories you're taking in because I don't think a lot of people know or realize how many calories there are in certain things because um, most of the time it's actually a lot higher than people expect. And then once you've got an idea, it might take one or two weeks, but once you've got an idea, start to wing it and see and, and look at a plate of food and sort of guess how many sort of calories um, and what the, micro, the macronutrients are in that. So make sure you're, you're hitting your fat, your carbohydrates and your protein and just keep on track with your training programs on top of that. And it's as simple as that, really. I think the problem that it comes down to with people trying to struggle to build muscle is the fact that they don't realize that it's a process that you have to take your time on. It's not going to be a shortcut. It's not get six packs within like five minutes like you see on all over YouTube videos and things like that. It's not that six pack shortcuts that's been praised on YouTube and back in the day and thankfully it's being sort of put down back in its place because it's it's all lies really you can't build muscle in such a short period of time without taking anything external naturally you need to take your time with it you need to be eating right you need to be training right you need to be making sure that you're staying consistent in your gym and your nutrition and now we come down to supplements for building muscle now I've spoken about this on my Instagram but Normally, I'd recommend if you're in your first year of lifting, so you're brand new to it, don't even think about supplements. You need to be thinking about your diet and making sure that's on point and then making sure your training's on point because without a good diet and without a good training plan, it doesn't matter how many supplements you take in the world, it's not going to do anything for you. Supplements are literally what the word says. They supplement what you're doing so far. So if your diet's perfect and your training plan's perfect or you know close to perfect, when you supplement some of these things that I'll talk about now, it can really benefit your, especially in the gym, it can really benefit your training um, and help you build a little bit more muscle because of that. But if you've been working out for longer than a year, you've got your diet on point and you've got your training plan on point, now we can look into supplementation. So when it comes to the first supplement I'd recommend, it would be straight away whey protein. If you haven't been having this already, Whey protein is basically just extra protein in a shake. It's not got any carbs usually in. It's not normally got any fat in unless you're taking these mass gainer shakes. Um, it's purely just whey protein. It's just the protein source. Um, and you could take this, and I normally have mine with milk, so it does add a bit of carbs and fat from that. But the majority is just really high in protein. And the reason for this is 
if you are trying to eat one gram of um, protein per pound of body weight, you'll realize it's actually a really high amount of protein that you need to be consuming on a daily basis. So for anyone, really, it's quite difficult to get that amount of protein in unless you're eating like four chickens a day. So I personally like to have a protein shake sort of about half an hour to an hour after my workout. And it just helps with getting that protein that you need um, to help build the muscle. Second thing I'd recommend is creatine monohydrate. So creatine is great for adding to your muscle building supplement list because what it does is it draws uh, water under the muscles um, and it provides uh, phosphocreatine for when you have exhausted all your ATP. Um, so basically when you require energy to do um, anaerobic exercise, which is pretty much just what weightlifting is, um, you require ATP. ATP breaks down uh, releasing energy um, to form ADP and you need creatine to um, phosphocreatine to restore and resynthesize that ADP to form it back to ATP. Um, so what that does is basically it just helps you to get a bit more energy for your lifts and allows you to lift a tiny bit heavier weight. It doesn't add a lot onto it, but it does make that small difference, which is important when it comes to just adding these top um, additions to making sure your training is at its optimum peak. But what, what I would keep in mind is that not everyone responds to creatine in the same way. So try it out for maybe 6 to 12 weeks and see how you feel afterwards, see if it's had added any benefit to you. But so, for some people, it works better. Some people have got a higher tolerance to it. Um, other people, it doesn't work very well for. So personally, I think it works great. But I, I know people who have tried it and don't think anything of it and, and haven't supplemented it. The great thing about creatine monohydrate is it's really cheap. If you go to like my protein, you can get it ridiculously cheap there. Um, so it's worth just giving a shot. And finally, I'd recommend chucking in a pre-workout in there. So the thing with pre-workout is there's only a few ingredients in it that are actually worthwhile having for the actual for it to be an effective uh, supplement. These are citrulline malate, beta alanine, caffeine. If you want caffeine, you can have it without caffeine. Um, creatine, if you want to include the creatine in the pre-workout shake. And that's pretty much it, really. So I wouldn't recommend buying um, a pre-workout online because most of the time they're just chucking loads of stuff that you don't need um, all the extra added stuff that's just not relevant and not needed for a pre-workout and it can actually start to make it unhealthy. What I would recommend is buying the ingredients separately. So I get them on my protein. You can get citrulline, malate, beta-alanine, caffeine pills, creatine, all in powder forms, um, and you can get them separately. And what I do is I just make um, a shaker juice and add them all into it, and you've got your pre-workout there with all the ingredients. You can get make sure you're getting the right amount of ingredients and the right measurements for them. And that's it, really. So as long as you've got your training and nutrition on point, so you're making sure that you're either losing body fat at the start or building muscle, and you make sure that you're focusing on training for hypertrophy, you've got all your supplements on point, um, but most importantly, you've got your diet on point, and it's suited towards your goals, then you'll be right on track for either build, um, losing body fat or building muscle. Um, and so that's it really. Um, what I will do is in future podcasts, maybe dive in a bit into a bit more detail on these certain topics. For example, for supplements, you can look into things like BCAAs and, and other supplement stuff that can help benefit, especially with like fat loss. There's quite a few, quite a few for fat loss, like L-carnitine, tartrate. So what I will do is make further podcasts that go into more detail with them. But I thought I'd give a general overview of all the sort of general goals that you need to be doing and things you need to put putting in place to be hitting these targets of losing body fat and building muscle. Thank you for listening to the Chris Morgan Fitness Podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review and tell a friend about it who you think it might help. Please let me know what you enjoyed and what you'd like to hear in the future. 
and tune into next week's episode where we're going to be talking all about how to focus your mindset to make sure that you can stay consistent at the gym and consistent with your diet. Thank you very much and have a good day.